Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Friday Follow-Up here on the Cashflow Chronicles. I am your host, John Katani, and we have made it through another week. Wow, what a week it's been. Almost a full week of solo episodes, you guys, which is huge. Uh, shameless plug again for the fourth time. If you have not listened to Monday's episode with Michael Flight, absolutely incredible. All about the tokenization of real estate and putting real estate on the blockchain, the pros and cons to investors, what that means for investors. Uh, it's just absolutely incredible. He's super knowledgeable. Also, just a great guy. Know him in real life. I mean, just honestly, one of those guys you want to have a beer or six with, truthfully. He's just, he's an awesome guy. Um, met him through Adam, of course, and uh, just a great guy. And it was a, it was a really great episode. Um, okay, so I teased it all week. In fact, I was going to talk about this for Tuesday's episode. And then Tuesday's episode was so impromptu to go into webinars. <laughs> I had nothing written down. I didn't make a checklist or anything. And then yet I was going to do it for, uh, uh, sorry, for Wednesday's uh, episode as well. And then I happened to, well, I kind of wanted to relate to the webinar thing and happened to be reading. Uh, I had just gotten Brandon Turner's, well, Open Door Capital's um, new deal alert, uh, which is their big deal in that they're doing down in Texas. It's three assets, like 673 units, 111 million. Huge. I mean, those, I mean, that's just silly. And 61, so they're bringing 40% of the equity, which is basically, what, 50,000? 50, sorry, 50,000. <laughs> Hello. Uh, 50 million, something like that. Um, so just, I mean, absolutely crazy, right? Uh, a $50 million raise is is crazy. And they'll do it, of course. You know, they, they I mean, they're super dialed over there, have an incredible list, um, you know, obviously incredible track record. But the point is, is I've kind of teased this topic and, and it actually works out well because I really do want to make Fridays kind of that open. I mean, it's Friday, you know, like talk about real estate. We've all worked all week, you know. Let's talk about something else. So if you have not heard, here it is. Here's the thing I was going to talk about all week. I wonder if anybody's guessed this. I highly doubt it. You guys, Bed Bath & Beyond is going out of business. That's right. Did you have that on your bingo card for what I was going to announce as the topic? <laughs> Probably not. But yes, Bed Bath & Beyond is filing bankruptcy. And it's not to say that they're for sure going out of business. But it's most likely looking that way. Uh, in fact, if you have not heard this, this um, so it's Bed Bath Beyond and Bye Bye Baby. They're all their stores now are having monster sales, so they've stopped accepting their twenty percent off coupons, and they're having liquidation sales, and they're getting rid of everything. So, if you need stuff for your house, for your bed, or your bath, or beyond, that's where to go, and that's it. That's the show. No, I'm just kidding. That's not the show. No, I wanted to break it down a little bit. So 
The reason I want to break it down is because uh, Bad Bath Beyond is great. I've gotten a lot of stuff from there. In fact, my comforter's from there, and I love my comforter. Uh, of course, you know, as a homeowner, I get their coupons. Uh, they're 20% off, which is 20% off the entire coupon, which is really cool. And so I want to talk about that. Let's start there. And that's their marketing, you guys. They don't spend a lot of money on marketing. Their marketing is, is those coupons. And let me find this. Let's see. Yeah, so they would have brands, recovery prices. The thing about Bed Bath & Beyond is I never thought it was that much of a bargain. It felt like the brand name, you were paying for stuff there. It was high-end stuff. It was high-end stuff. And they paved the way. No one, when they started in, founded in 1971, they started kind of as like, as the Superstore era was taking off, they jumped in because Nobody was doing nobody was doing brand name superstores, like high-end superstore, right? For the house. I mean, you obviously have like, you know, department stores, which have nice stuff, you know, and then that moves up the ranks, you know. Um, but no one was doing it for for home goods. And so they start out in New Jersey. Isn't that crazy? Shout out to New Jersey. Small Inn and Bath store. It was just called Bed and Bath. That's the best part. Bed and Bath. They added the Beyond later, obviously. So they changed their name to Bed and Bath Beyond in 1987. Went public in 92 with 38 stores, around 200 million in sales. And so they started, wow, by 2000. They left to 241 stores, 1.1 billion, and the thousand bed bath Beyond store opened in 2009, reached 7.9 billion in annual sales. That's silly. So, yeah, spent little on advertising. This is what I wanted to get to. Spent little on advertising, relying instead on print coupons distributed in weekly newspapers to attract customers. Why not just tell the customers that will give you a discount on the item you want and not the item we want to put on sale? We'll mail a coupon and it will be a lot cheaper, Eisenberg said in 2020 times, the founder said in 2020. Incredible. I mean, just mind-blowing, right? Like, hey, here's 20% off your entire purchase. Come literally get a discount on whatever you want. Huge. I mean, also their markups are massive, of course, right? So this is also a really cool nuance too. The chain is known for giving autonomy to store managers to decide which products to stock, allowing them to customize their individual stores and for shipping products directly to stores instead of a central warehouse. Like they literally changed the game. So it is a bit of a bummer to see this one go. It's like Toys R Us. That one was hurt to see. So I want to break it down uh, as basically what's happening. So a couple things are happening. One, COVID expedited this process. It was already in the process. They've had multiple... Um, you know, they've gone through a couple CEOs with a couple key differences. One, their most recent CEO tried to, um, he scaled back coupons and inventory from national brands in favor of Bed Bath & Beyond's own private label brands. But this change alienated customers who were loyal to big brands. So that hurt. And he stepped down and he stepped down last year. So Breaking it down, this was already inevitable. It was on its way. But what 
expedited it is, I mean, obviously e-commerce is part of it, but COVID was massive because guess what happened during COVID? They were not deemed essential. Like Walmart and Target were deemed essential. They were not deemed essential. So they had to close down. So that absolutely crushed them. And so they've been able to shore up. Um, they see that I think they got like a $240 million uh loan to basically help them through the bankruptcy. Obviously, obviously, you know, they're gonna leave themselves a debt, so they're gonna liquidate, they're gonna sell off their stores. It's possible they come out of this bankruptcy as an online retailer, but unfortunately, they haven't dominated the online retail space enough to be prominent. Like people are gonna still go to Amazon first and you know. There's all these direct to consumers now with, you know, you have all, honestly, a lot of these, like, as much as I joke about millennial startups, you have these millennial startups direct to consumer that are using TikTok and LinkedIn and yeah, LinkedIn, I guess too, but I mean, uh, TikTok and Instagram to, to market, which keeps their marketing costs down and, you know, all of these like nice betting, you know, you've got these brands that literally all they do is make a nice, really, really nice soft, affordable betting that will keep you cool at night if you get hot like I do. Right. So, so you have these brands that are going direct to consumer now and, you know, honestly, Bed Bath & Beyond was turning into one of those stores where you really just went to look at the product and then you went and bought it online because might've been cheaper. Now, of course they have, um, you know, of course they have, you know, price matching, I'm sure, but, oh, well, okay. So they actually, oh, they actually terminated the deal. So they did a deal with Hudson Bay Capital to get some future debt, both in media injection of cash and a plus for more. Oh, so they did a median injection of cash and a pledge for more funding in the future of the pay down and debt. But they, oh, they terminated the deal for, oh, they terminated the deal for future funding. So they took the cash, terminated the deal for future funding and turned down and turned to the public market to try to raise funds. They've also been shrinking. Uh, they're going to close 400 locations just this year. And eventually they'll close all 1,200 and something stores. They have like 1,295 stores or something like that. And so the plan is to close them all down. And so they're slowly liquidating. And I really want to talk about this because I'm exploring a, and this will be a potential opportunity for investors as well, but I'm exploring an e-commerce opportunity, which is a really, really awesome opportunity that I'm excited to bring to you guys after I've gone through the process and got it all set up, but we're working on that currently. And so you just, you know, it's stuff like this where it's like, you hate to see it, but this is what's happening. And the way that this relates all the way back to commercial real estate is, you know, they probably don't own many of these stores, which means if any at all, I'm sure they own a few of them, but for the most part, it's all, you know, triple net leases. So you're seeing these department store strip malls kind of, you know, go away. Like, you know, we lost Sports Authority. We lost Toys R Us. Now we're losing Bed Bath & Beyond. I mean, obviously Target's not going anywhere. But, you know, who's going to step into a Bed Bath & Beyond? That place is massive. 
you know, it's a very niche group that could step in and, and take that place. Now, not to say that there aren't some other department stores that may jump into some of those locations, but not every location. And so you're starting to see some of these, you know, retail spaces. I mean, the valuations are dropping precipitously, you know, having a hard time. I mean, think about the owner of the locations at Bed Bath & Beyond are in. You thought you had this incredible tenant and now they're out, you know, and they'll pay out their leases, right? Because there's going to be a clause in there where they have to. But honestly, with a bankruptcy filing, I don't know. They may be able to get out of those leases. Bankruptcy may take them out of those leases. I'm not sure there. There could be a clause in there about bankruptcy. You know, they could have a special clause in there about bankruptcy. But think about the owner of the the buildings they've been in, right? So, Super crazy stuff. This is what's happening, you guys. A very, very, very big shift in the way the world operates. And it's no longer brick and mortar stores like Bed Bath & Beyond. So I just wanted to talk about that short episode today. Um, and, you know, I love that store. Also, you know, shout out. I mean, if you've seen the movie Old School, that scene where Will Ferrell is um, going through the the party, the very first party that they have, and uh, he tells these kids try to get him to do a beer bong and he tells them why they can't do it. He's like, yeah, you know, I've got a, a, a big day with my wife planned, you know, Home Depot. Uh, you know, what does he say? He's like Home Depot and, you know, maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm not sure if we'll have enough time, you know, so just every time I see a Bed Bath & Beyond, I always am like, oh, I'm not sure if we'll have enough time. So so anyway, super crazy to see, but yeah, this is what's happened. COVID has expedited this process. It was already going to happen, um, but unfortunately it got expedited with COVID and, and them not being deemed uh, essential. And and the superstore era is kind of coming to an end, minus obviously Walmart and Target. And you have your TJ Maxx and your home goods and, and some home goods are huge. And not to say that maybe some home goods don't move into some bed baths, bed bath and beyonds, but It'll be interesting to see what happens. And this is what you see, guys. This is why, you know, it's important to pay attention to everything going on and important to read the Wall Street Journal even because all of this stuff relates back to real estate. And it's important to pay attention to this stuff because this even goes deep enough, goes so deep into the banks and the lenders, right? A lot of, a lot of, uh, regional banks like Silicon Valley Bank lended to groups that went and bought retail space that eventually was, you know, taken or uh, leased up by places like Bed Bath & Beyond. So seeing this go, it's like, okay, what does this mean for the owner? What does this mean all the way down to the debt and all of that? So something to keep an eye on for sure. Of course, you know, I will keep an eye on it for you guys and will absolutely bring it to you as it happens. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I hope you have the most amazing weekend. I am headed to Moab to go camping. I'm so excited. First family camping trip of the year. We're very, very excited to get out of the city. As always, follow me on social media at Johnny Katani, Johnny with no H. You can join my list where you will get the webinar checklist, the video series, the uh, vetting checklist. All of that is coming your way. You got to be part of the list investwithkatani.com, investwithkatani.com, or actually to make it easier, I don't know why I always forget that I have this as a landing page too. 
the cashflowchronicles.com. Very easy. It's the same name as the podcast, the cashflowchronicles.com. Join my list. Thank you guys so much for listening. You're absolutely amazing. And I will talk to you next week. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to KataniCapitalGroup.com to learn more.